Welcome to the Inspirational Australians podcast, where we chat to people making a difference in their communities and in the lives of others. And here is your host for today, Jeff Griffin. Welcome to the Inspirational Australians podcast, stories of inspiring achievements and community contribution. Every week, we will celebrate an award program category winner or finalist. We hope you'll be inspired and encouraged to know that Australia is in good hands. Together with our corporate partners and not-for-profit partners, Awards Australia showcase ordinary people from right across Australia doing extraordinary things. If you enjoy hearing the stories of our inspirational Australians, please subscribe, rate us and review us. We'd really appreciate it. My guest today is Hamish Munro, who is CEO and founder of Pear Tree. Pear Tree delivers a cutting-edge service to the Australian agricultural sector and to help clients make the most of the smart farm revolution. Hamish, it sounds pretty exciting. Welcome to the podcast. G'day, Jeff. Yeah, thank you very much. Agriculture's uh, becoming sexy again, and I think with uh, data and and feeding the world and, and after COVID, I think there's... Uh, a new renewed interest in in ag and where food comes from. Well, I never thought I'd hear anybody saying that ag has become sexy, but I'm pleased to hear it because it is really critical to the economy and probably not enough of us really appreciate, particularly us from uh, the metro areas, how important agriculture is to our daily lives and exports as well. Mm, yeah, definitely. And I think if it wasn't for COVID, I think the appreciation for food and, and provenance and, and things like that, it's really sort of sparked that interest again. But, you know, sort of farmers have been out there daily working away and, and always looking to innovate and, and better you know, manage their farms and better manage their resources as well. And with my background being a fifth generation farmer, you know, I've certainly struggled with that for many years and, and hence starting Pear Tree to uh, just get a, a more of a, a insight into all of the moving parts across the farm. Which is awesome, fifth generation. So you really have the background and the knowledge, the, the absolute knowledge to understand what farmers need. need. Hamish, how did Pear Tree come about? Yeah, so in 2018... I'd had another tech company that was looking at governance and, and creating a governance app for, for farmers and, and, and also sort of uh, different clubs and things like that. But New South Wales DPI, based out of Orange, invited us to, to come and assist with a project. They uh, had two research sites, one in Molan, one in Orange, uh, that had a bunch of different sensors, weather stations, soil probes, tank sensors, animal weighing, walkover weighing scales, and a bunch of other sensors that they uh, just needed to visualise. So we were um, able to connect to all those different devices across the two different farms and pull that together. But what we found was that we had weather data uh, from the weather stations where we didn't have a weather forecast and we had lamb weights, which we didn't have the uh, livestock markets, what what the sale, what the you know value of those animals would be if they were sold. So... Hence, that's where Pear Tree started, was that we saw that there was, you know, all the data started to needed to come to a single point, what we call a universal dashboard, to, um, you know, enable farmers to, to uh, pull all that data together and actually 
see what the lamb weights are and then what the price of of the um, lambs uh, would be at the sale yards closest to the farm or you know what the what the weather forecast is to you know i've got lots of rain i can sow my crops but you know what's the next few weeks going to be you know to make sure that that crop gets up and established in a way safely awesome it makes sense and it sounds like it's great knowledge to have to have all that in your back pocket would be absolutely invaluable and a big shout out to dpi because they are our major partner for the community achievement awards in New South Wales, and we really acknowledge the Minister and the Department's fantastic support of regional and rural New South Wales businesses, and in particular, of course, Crown Lands Management, and that makes up a huge part of New South Wales regionally. So who makes up Pear Tree Team? Hamish, are you the Lone Ranger, or do you have a team behind you? Yeah, so in 2018, there was only three of us, but now we've got a team of 10. So we've got six developers, plus then sort of admin project management, you know, sort of, and then myself just continually working through, you know, finding new opportunities and, you know, greater partnerships that, so that we can sort of continue to deliver good services across uh, the Australian ag tech ecosystem. And how's business going? And did COVID affect you much? No, we were lucky. Uh, our business model, you know, all of our developers are, are here in Australia, regional and remote. Uh, so they were able to continue their their work, and we were lucky in the way that uh, we structured the business that we, we were able to uh, secure a couple of our white label services, which are services for other agri businesses that need to uh, provide integrated services to their clients. So. We were able to uh, secure a few of those, namely Auctions Plus, which is you know, Australia's largest online livestock auction platform and um, created the Livestock BI tool, which uh, enabled farmers to uh, log on and put their mob in to see what their, their price would be from previous sales near them, as well as um, you know, sort of see what the markets are doing. And Hamish, my next comment is not meant to be condescending of the agricultural sector, but a lot of people may well think, you know, a farmer gets up, you feed your cows and your your lambs and sheep and, you know, then you sell them and it's that easy. But it's really complex, isn't it? There's quite an integrated, complex scenario for farmers these days and your services would really empower farmers to better utilise ag tech. How do you go about that you know in terms of doing that giving in that empowerment yeah look there's a there's a large transition away from you know the historically what was done of getting out of bed and just feeding animals and, and going back to bed or, or whatever sort of thing so these days you know sort of with australia sort of being a, an export orientated country you know we um we're on track to you know sort of supply 100 billion you know sort of at, at the farm gate uh, by 2030 and and to do that we need to really be really production focused and actually being able to drill into all the numbers and find out where those improvements are like any other business sort of really and so the um you know australia australian ag tech is is quite interesting and in that we have whole range of sensors to you know track all the environmental attributes which 
we can't control, but at least if we know how much moisture is in the soil or how much rain we've had, or, you know, making sure that the animals have got enough water in their tanks to, to save a labour unit driving out 300 kilometres to uh, check a tank, you know, sort of those sort of efficiencies are, are really where, you know, production and, and, and better use of sort of uh, resources that really comes into play. So how we do that is um, we integrate or connect through an API, which is a plug between software and um, so we integrate up to uh, nearly 100 now different sensor uh, providers apps satellite imagery and all of that that farmers then can choose which providers that suit their business and so they can then just mix and match the providers that suit their business whether they're livestock or cropping or cotton or horticulture but, you know, all of those different industries have a suite of different providers and suppliers that you know help uh, that monitoring of their farm and then what we do is through the universal dashboard approach is then put the data sets together so that you know they can get a better understanding and then stack that data uh, on on a map so they can see what's happening at a block or a paddock level to see how much rain or what the soil uh, moisture is or what the soil chemistry is what the nutrients are there to feed the plants and and uh, then what the yield was from that crop and, and things like that so all of that just paints a really large picture of where those inefficiencies are and and gives gives that farmer that confidence to to you know sort of spend the the money that they need to on the next crop or the the next investment of livestock or you know however their their business model works and a lot of this data would save livestock lives because you're understanding the crop needs what your water levels are you know that was that really touched me when you said save someone having traveled 300 kilometers it could be 300 meters it's time saving it's saving uh, livestock's lives by being able to know this information yeah. uh, and not presuming uh, so the time saving as well would be huge and how awesome that you can share your passion for agriculture through pear tree and turn that into a business to help others yeah no unfortunately i i know the farmer's pain so yeah it was pretty easy to to work out how to start solving you know that those these key things and uh, you know anyone that's got an iphone you know they 10 or 20 apps and, and farmers were sort of in a similar situation but you know what pear tree does is combines all those different apps so that everything can be viewed through the one process or shared to their agronomist or their consultant or you know to you know a third party that that may have a compliance program or an integrity program that you know sort of needs to build up you know data sets about you know what the claims are for those those services i think everybody can appreciate how frustrating multiple apps are you know yeah. to do a similar thing so it sounds fantastic that people can bring that all together how far does pear tree reach is it just local to orange where you are no, yeah, look, we're right across Australia, clients from Western Australia and right through, you know, many other states as well. Uh, we've also just secured our first clients in New Zealand and Papua New Guinea. So, you know, so we're certainly on the up and up and we've, we're sort of the last three, well, 2018 to 21, 
We spent a lot of time working with the research development corporations, namely MLA sort of thing, uh, as well as then New South Wales DPI, Western Australian Government, South Australian Government, and also Toowoomba Surratt Basin Enterprise, which is you know sort of in that southeast corner of, of Queensland uh, uh, on the on the Downs country there to just prove out really complex you know sort of data integration you know sort of scenarios and, and projects to, you know sort of enable at a, at a higher level of, of understanding what the problems are what how data should sort of be pulled together and, and that and you know the, the easiest case was probably not actually the first one at the end of 2018 we did with uh, MLA which shows the complexity of what we we do in that we had five different farms that were spread across a couple hundred kilometers we had five different networks so we had to connect to five different Wi-Fi type networks. So there was LoRaWAN 915 and 923, which are two different frequencies, Sigfox, satellite, cellular connectivities. But then we had 15 different providers, 25 different device types that were spread across those different networks and providers and uh, resulting in 280 different devices across those five farms. And so, you know, we we had to make sense of all of that for the farm manager at the time uh, within that project. And and hence, we've sort of continually done some more projects with, with Meat and Livestock Australia to, you know, leverage data firstly, how to pull it together to make it even uh, more sense and be more topic specific, but then later to to actually then bring it into a compliance and integrity layers to, you know, sort of help farmers so that they uh, try and reduce red tape. I'm sure the majority of us would have no idea how to connect all those things, uh, including farmers. So you're probably a lifesaver in that regard to help them bring all these complexities together and when you think of rural and remote communities, these are real issues that mm. people are facing every day. What percentage of farmers would use data technology similar to that which you provide? Yeah, so we've been saying for a long time that 80% of farmers have between 5 to 10 apps. Now, that what that also includes is sort of digital agriculture, so Bureau of Meteorology or, you know, a few different weather weather apps and, you know, livestock market apps as well as then, you know, only a few would have one or two, you know, sort of sensor apps or, you know, sort of apps to manage their their paddocks, uh, their cropping or their livestock. So, you know, so, but again, coming back to the iPhone analogy, you know, there, there's probably five or ten buckets that, that aren't connected that farmers are always looking at sort of thing. And so it, the little bit of research that we've done is we sort of see that, you know, at least 80% of farmers would be sort of having a majority of either direct ag tech on farm apps or at least, you know, a, a big wedge of, of um, you know, digital ag, you know, supporting decision-making sort of apps that are out there, satellite imagery and, and all that. And farmers need all the help they can get. It's a tough gig. Mm. So I think what you provide is absolutely critical. Mm. What are some of the guiding principles for pear tree? What makes you tick? Yeah, well, I was at a field day uh, late last year and uh, someone described us as Mr. Switzerland because we um, juggling, you know, 80-odd integrations that we, um, you know, have to navigate, you know, a lot of the, lot of the to provide farmers with true agnostic sort of services so that they can choose one of 13 different weather station providers 
we we have a really guiding principle firstly is you know to complement and not compete with with the data that we we gain so we we don't try to replicate whatever the service that the atech providers are trying to do we try to leverage it and, and use it in other contexts that you know adds value back to the farmer for purchasing the the uh, solution but it also enables the atech providers not to be worried about doing too much development work outside whatever their lane or their you know their key service you know what they're what they're an expert really in bringing it all together is really important yeah so we can be the mortar and the bricks yeah must be satisfying to be able to help farmers in this way yeah, look, it's 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 a really tough gig because I think we're a little bit early at the moment in the fact that you know sort of the importance of data is really you know sort of only becoming forthright for farmers at the moment and and you know the digital literacy or you know I think they talk about a digital native who you know is not either you or I we didn't grow up with with devices so you know a lot of farmers are still sort of struggling about how to how to utilize that that digital device or that data they know that's important and you know so we're sort of straddling a couple of different you know sort of issues but it's um you know the proofs in the pudding with uh, and providing flexibility for farmers to start their journey if it's a weather station or if it's a john deere you know sort of uh, operation center that gives them their yield or their paddock and things like that they can start wherever they like with pear tree and I think that's one of the uh, one of the approaches that you know we have Pear Tree Plus or Pear Tree Core, which is the base of our technology, and that's just the real basics for a, a farmer to get started and pulls together a lot of that that different um, you know sort of basic data, their their maps, their uh, weather forecast, the ability to see whether they should be spraying pesticides for that day, whether the wind's going to be uh, too too fast or to a direction that's going to, um, you know, affect crops, uh, as well as then also sort of a lot of historic data as as, as well as a, a few other services. So that's that's where the, the, the Pear Tree Plus service, you know, can be bought and then everything can be built on top of that or integrated in, on top of that for other services that, that are important to the farmer's business. This is invaluable information for farmers. How do you spread the word about pear tree? Yeah, so we're our white labels are our real approach there, in the fact that you know we've there's a number of large agribusinesses that we're sort of working with now, so they see the importance and they understand you know sort of what the limits are of their services back to the farmers. So by us you know breaking those barriers of connecting you know we have an agronomist company that you know sort of knows you know what advisory role that they need uh, for their clients and what the clients are asking for so you know we we build a connected service for them to to be able to deliver that we have other ag tech companies that you know need other other data sets outside whatever their lane of you know sort of uh, expertise is so you know we we provide and connect you know all of those other uh, data sets to them so that they don't have to you know invest in hardware which you know is not really in their wheelhouse they can you know collaborate with other strong ag tech companies to really build an ecosystem yeah fantastic and i believe you've just received a government grant to work with Syngenta, can you tell us? I mean, that's must be pretty exciting for you. Tell us about that. 
Yeah, thank you. It's uh, it's really exciting. Uh, St. Gen is the world's largest chemical company at the moment, and so the Australian uh, AC grant, uh, which was uh, which we were lucky enough to to uh, be awarded at the end of last year. Gives us a, a twelve-month project, and then hopefully a second second project following. But ultimately, you know, in in this project, the farm junction point, Syngenta saw saw an opportunity because uh, they have disease models that they're really accurate, but they were unable to tap into hyperlocal on-farm in paddock type weather stations to actually provide data, and so they were using what's called interpolated weather data. So interpolated is the a guesstimate, a really good guesstimate of uh, what the weather would like to be between two physical weather stations, which is only a guesstimate and not accurate enough to really drive these disease models. So, so our project is really about enabling Syngenta to provide their disease models for different crops, for um, you know, sort of particularly wheat and canola, and and then other horticultural crops to their clients, but allow their clients to opt in their weather station to drive the model and so that there's a higher confidence and also a you know a, a greater reactiveness of you know is that data actually true and correct and and should I make sure that I can you know be preemptive and and you know sort of spray with either a biological or spray with a you know a, a softer chemical than being reactive traditionally which would have been Oh, I can actually see the disease, and once you can see a disease in, in uh, particularly in wheat, something like rust, you know, it's too late, and you, there's already an economic loss on that productivity. So, so yeah, so having uh, giving Syngenta the ability to to have a, a far softer approach uh, through you know sort of you know, chemical man- rotations and management is, I think, it's going to be a fantastic opportunity for us. Sounds amazing. And the science takes a lot of the guesswork out of agricultural farming too. Mm. And that's where, the, you know, this complement and not compete. So the weather station providers, you know, they, we, the farmers have the choice of, you know, 13 different weather station providers that, you know, they can either choose on budget, uh, cheaper, expensive or on service, you know, none or quite comprehensive. And, you know, so the farmers have the ability to, you know, choose the, the weather stations that, you know, will suit their business and, and their budget. But then that, you know, we can just connect that that weather station to these disease models, which, you know, have had years of, you know, scientific research and development to, you know, make sure that they're, they're accurate for the specific diseases. And through Pear Tree... You've been doing some amazing work, and I know you don't look for accolades, but how did it feel when you made the finals for the Agricultural Innovation Award last year? Yeah, look, it was it was awesome. It was um, great exposure, and particularly thank you to Prime Super for you know sponsoring the category. We uh, had been attempting it for two or three years, and um, they made the semi-finals uh, for for a year or two. But you know that next step, you know, I think it was a bit of a reflection of of the um, where our business is and maturity of the business as well. So we were very excited, and and unfortunately we couldn't get to the the event due to COVID. But yeah, we were we were keen to to go and in, enjoy the evening, and and uh, regardless of the result, but it was um, yeah, it was it was very nice to to get that recognition. Yeah, it was such a shame that we weren't able to meet in person. The decision was made, of course, that due to COVID, it might have 
it was the safest option for people to do it online. It was sad. It's always wonderful meeting people like yourself in person and to be able to shake your hands and say thank you for all that you do is really a special moment for us and, of course, each other to meet each other and understand the connection opportunities. And for all of our listeners, nominations will be open again for the 2022 awards very soon. And if anybody wants to know more about what categories are available, you'll be able to head to awardsaustralia.com in the near future as they open again in late May. Hamish, what's something that we might not know about you and Petri? Probably, uh, I don't know, about probably about 2018 as well. A couple of guys and I in Orange, we started up a meetup group to really, you know, sort of unearth, I suppose, is probably the best way to describe it, you know, other techies and other de- uh, developers and, you know, sort of innovative type people around the Orange and, and surrounding districts. And it was a bit of a mouthful, but it was a Central West Entrepreneurs and Innovation Meetup, I think it was called originally, but anyway, that we quickly changed that to Innovate Orange. And so anyone, if, they, if they're interested in it, they can check out uh, Innovate Orange uh, on the Meetup app, which is, you know, sort of just a community, you know, sort of general media, uh, Meetup uh, topic-related sort of meeting group. But just search for Orange AU which is um, yeah, sort of, you know, uh, so you don't end up in Orange County in the US. But the, the, the meetup group, what we do is monthly or bi-monthly, depending, is we get everyone together. You know, we, we um, generally pick a topic, whether it's electric vehicles, whether it's rockets in space or satellite imagery or uh, ag tech or smart cities or, you know, a whole range of different different topics that we've had over the last few years. The, the the good thing is Craig Murphy, the guy that's taken over it, does it as a hybrid event now as well. So it is actually online, so that you can join from other uh, elsewhere. So it's it's been really good because ultimately what we wanted to do was was actually find you know who else is in and around Orange that is in software development or in innovation and doing some really cool stuff. And you know we found out we had two people uh, in Orange that were for Google. You know a couple of guys from IBM. You know all because of remote working is so you know sort of um, normal now. I suppose that you know that a lot of these people had, had sort of been in and around uh, Orange for a long time and didn't know who to contact or, you know, weren't able to, you know, sort of build a network. But, yeah, we've been slowly building a bit of a network and, you know, sometimes we'll have 70-odd people uh, at sort of wow. tickets. But generally we have about 20 or so. So, yeah, it's a great meet-up. And, and, Fantastic. Uh, Good collaboration. Yeah, it's just something that we do as a community thing and, and just giving back and just trying to be able to meet new people and, and really network. I think that's a, that's a key thing. And for you personally, there must be times when things get a little too much. You know, we all feel low from time to time. What do you do yourself to help reset and bounce back from those moments? If you really want to know, I go farming. I've got a small place and just I've got a few cattle running around. So uh, go on. Don't chase them around. (laughs) Chase them around or fix fences or do whatever. So, yeah, otherwise just hang out with the kids and, you know, do that sort of stuff. So, yeah, no, it's good. Well, and you had COVID recently yourself, didn't you? Yeah. How are you feeling? Now you're doing very well, by the way. Um, how did you recover from that? Yeah, it was a pretty severe cold sort of thing. So, 
<laughs> now you got me coughing. Uh, yeah, no, I, I, really, I shouldn't have um... asked questions. So yeah, no, it, like it was. Yeah, I wouldn't want any oldies to get it. Put it that way, sort of thing. It was. Um, yeah, it uh, knocked me around for a few days. So yeah. Anyway, it's um, uh, something that I think uh, unfortunately we're going to live with, and, and hopefully we don't get it too many times in the one year. So what's next for Hamish Munro and Pear Tree? Yeah, look, we'll keep chipping away. We've really, this government grant, you know, it sort of uh, ends in December. So we um, uh, need to make sure we deliver some great outcomes with that. We've got uh, a couple of projects still to finish up before June with Meat and Livestock Australia and a few other sort of um, uh, RDCs and things like that. The big thing is we're actually moving to integration as a service. So we're actually looking for, you know, agribusinesses or, you know, sort of different consultants and things like uh, companies like that, businesses like that, that actually, you know, need need to be able to connect to their farming clients or their, you know, and, and Patrick can be used, you know, in other resource management as well sort of thing. You, you spoke about Crown Lands and things like that. So anywhere where AgTech can be deployed, you know, we can connect to it sort of thing. So, you know, we're, we're looking at, you know, providing, uh, those uh, better better integrated solutions of all of the data in one spot for you know sort of um, uh, those agribusinesses or you know people that are looking for that data. So yeah, always always happy to have a chat and, and sort of better understand what people are looking for and see whether we can help. And do you have any words of wisdom for our listeners? I mean, you have great insight to to stuff, but what about just general words of wisdom? We were just talking about networking there a minute ago, and and I think what comes to mind is a you know a mentor of mine uh, said whenever you go somewhere, always make sure you meet two new people. Force yourself to to get out of just going to your comfort zone and meeting the people you know. If you always meet two new people, you'll you'll be surprised at who or what or you know where those doors open up. And I think that's the key to networking. Very true. I like that. Always try. So there's a goal. And sometimes uh, we need goals to set us some sort of vision of what we need to do in life, whether it be just going down the street, whether yeah. it be at work or whatever it might be. So that's pretty cool. I like that. Thank you. And Hamish, where can our listeners find out more about Pear Tree and connect with you and Pear Tree? Yeah, so just peartree.co.co uh, is our website. And if they're on Twitter, they can go to peartree underscore dash uh, or just Facebook and, and LinkedIn and uh, Instagram. I think it's just peartree intelligence. So, yeah, they're all pretty simple to find. Uh, and peartree is in a pair of shoes. So P-A-I-R-T-R-E-E, uh, not the normal peartree, but, yeah, because that's yeah. what we do. We pair things together. Very cool. Well, Hamish, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on the podcast. Thanks so much for sharing a little bit about what Pear Tree does with us. I hope you've hung through and you've enjoyed the podcast as well. Yeah, no, thanks very much, Jeff. It's been fantastic and really appreciate the the, the awards. I think I think it's a fantastic thing, particularly, you know, celebrating the regions. That's, um, I think there should, should be more of it. It's, it's um, the, the, the sandstone curtain seems to you know, cloud uh, a lot of people that there's a lot of really good stuff happening uh, on the other side, Curtin. And I think, um, yeah, if there's a few of us that, that get that recognition and then particularly through your channel here and, and the podcast, you know, get those messages, 
uh, back out. You know, I think um, uh, it's 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 a fantastic service. So thank you very much. Uh, thanks, Hamish, and thank you for all that you do. As I said a little, little earlier, and I hope everybody listening has enjoyed hearing a little bit more about Pear Tree and Hamish's team and the value that Hamish adds for the agricultural sector through Pear Tree. And until next week, everyone, please be kind and remember that together we can make a difference. I hope you enjoyed today's interview as much as I have. We would love you to subscribe to our podcast so that you won't miss an episode. Join us each week as we talk with ordinary Australians achieving extraordinary things. Did you know that Awards Australia is a family-owned business that proudly makes a difference in the lives of those that make a difference for others? And we thank our corporate and not-for-profit partners for making our award programs possible. Do you know someone that's making a difference? Or maybe your business might like to sponsor an award. Contact us through our Instagram page, inspirational.australians, or head to our website, awardsaustralia.com. It would be great if you could share this episode with your network because who doesn't like a good news story? And please rate and review us. We would really love to hear your thoughts. Until next week, stay safe. And remember, together we make a difference.